Hey, good afternoon to you, Gabe DeArmond, Sean Williams here, the Mizzou Tuesday recruiting show where we are, I mean, I'm not going to make any promises we can't deliver on. We might talk a little bit of Mizzou recruiting. We don't really have a real good idea what we're going to talk about. So if you're watching live and you got questions or comments, Mizzou recruiting related, feel free to throw them our way and uh, do our jobs for us for the next 20, 30 minutes before we get to that. Uh, always want to remind you guys that our shows this year are sponsored by James Carlton State Farm Insurance. Saw James tweeting earlier today about the uh, Tiger Club luncheon in St. Louis and meeting athletic director Desiree Reed Francois. James is a big Mizzou fan, a supporter of PowerMizzou.com. If you call him and get a quote, or if you email him and get a quote, or if you send him a postcard and get a quote and mention Power Mizzou, he is going to donate $20 to Advancing Missouri Athletes, Mizzou's NIL Collective. You can look James up online at carltoninsurance.net. You can call him at 314-961-4800. You can find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash carltoninsurance. James has not provided me his MySpace account at this point in time, but if he does, I will make sure to pass that on to you all next time. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, James Carlton state farm is where you want to go. Sean, what's going on, man? Good. Uh, good Tuesday. Yeah. Good. Uh, good so far. And my first question will be, I mean, MySpace. how active were you on MySpace back in the day? I, so I actually was talking about this with somebody. I used MySpace for exactly one thing in my entire life. When, uh, when we found out that Damari Carroll was transferring from Vanderbilt to Missouri, the only way I could find to get a hold of him was his MySpace page. So I signed up for a MySpace account and I sent him a message and he actually called me and I did an interview with Damari uh, when he was transferring from Vanderbilt. That's the only thing I ever used MySpace for. I don't know that I could even find a profile for it. Very purposeful then. I mean, that was kind yeah. of a that was kind of a good one and done uh, scenario. Yeah, and uh, have never had a desire to use it again. Um, I don't even know you probably can't anymore. I don't think you can. Um, it, I, I remember using it back in the day. It was pre- I thought it was pretty neat. You know, kind yeah. of uh, profile creation. You can share music and stuff like that. So uh, a yeah. lot of I know a lot of bands like had like MySpace pages. You could go like sample yeah. their music. So that was kind of a good way to use MySpace and everything. So well, that that was back in the day when uh, every now and then recruits would would do interviews and stuff, and not just say, "Hey, man, don't worry, I'm gonna put a video or a graphic out in like six weeks, and you just make <laughs> sure to check that out, and then you'll know what's going on." I, I know people still like, I think they use pictures of Kevin Durant's MySpace page from back in the day or something like oh, that. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I think some people use that for comedic purposes or something. So it's pretty funny oh, to see Kevin out. Durant back in the day. Yeah, big day for Kevin Durant, but we're not here to uh, talk about the Nets, I guess. We'll, I don't uh, know what he did. What did he do? Did he do something? <laughs> uh, his, his, coach got, his coach got fired. Oh. Yeah, Steve, yeah. Uh, it sucks. I'm I'm sorry. They mutually agreed to part ways. I wouldn't. Well, I don't they, uh, do that the right way. Honestly, Steve Nash probably said, "Man, I'm really tired of all this player drama, right. man." <laughs> right. It, it might have been his idea. Um, right. So, uh, so um, I don't know, man. Like seriously, we're kind of at a. I don't know. Is anything really happening <clears throat> stage? 
Look, I mean, you kind of sit there and really, you're supposed, I mean, this is our show. You're supposed to pump it up like it's supposed to be really good. Oh, right. And I forgot. All kinds of things are happening. <laughs> Sean, do you want to talk about those? Well, I mean, I, I was going to say, example, things, a lot of things have happened than previous shows in the past. So we should kind of be excited to be talking about a commitment, which we did actually kind of talk about in last week's show, but it actually did happen with Serene uh, Tenkara, the defensive end out of Clear Springs, Texas. That became official on Thursday, uh, which we kind of teased that on last week's show. But uh, Missouri has their second defensive line commitment in the class. Uh, he joins Ja'Kai Lang out of Troy Buchanan. So, uh, yeah, I mean, came in for the official visit uh, recently, and, uh, yeah, uh, Missouri secured the commitment. So kind of interesting to see where they go defensive line-wise uh, from here on out. So, Yeah, and Tinkara kind of, like, I don't know, seems like a little bit under the radar to me. Seems like he would <laughs> have a little bit maybe a few more offers than than he does based on on just the profile and the the measurables and all that yeah i agree and we kind of talked about this last week um you know he has i don't think he's picked up a lot of offers since the summer uh and it seemed like just kind of just kind of looking at his twitter account seemed like houston and oregon state which have offered him were kind of still in kind of pursuit at least you know sending him graphics he was retweeting some things from them so uh but yeah you can you, you are kind of surprised that um, but once again, you know, that maybe he didn't get any new offers during the fall or anything like that. But once again, this is a, this is a kid like, you know, we kind of mentioned last week's show, like Philip Roche, the, the cornerback out of Maryville, Indiana, you know, they, Missouri offered him back in the spring and then, uh, you know, Hey, all of a sudden <laughs> mm -hmm. he kind of, uh, he kind of reappears, you know, uh, in the fall. And, and that probably has a lot to do with, you know, we just lose it out on some guys and, and, you know, he kind of jumps up the board a little bit more whenever you lose that on guys to some other programs. So, yeah, a, a kind of a similar profile type kid, maybe uh, Daniel Blood. We talked about him a little bit last week. Uh, I he decommitted from Louisiana. I believe it was yesterday morning. Um, mm. I strongly encourage Missouri to get this kid because there's a lot of headline opportunities, right? Like his commitment story, if it happens, could be like, you know, Drinkwitz has bloodlust, things like that. Uh, there, there's a lot of things we could do there. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of teased this on the board that I, I did talk to him um, Sunday night and um, do have a, uh, do have quotes from him, uh, which I'll kind of throw in the chamber. But I was actually kind of writing a story, and uh, I kind of was doing the blood, and then I was going to put drawn after that. And I was like, huh, just started laughing at myself. You know, you can do a lot of things with the name, man. I mean, you right. really can, you know, if you're writing stories. And, and honestly, I, I like that uh, it seems like the kid, if you, if you, if you go through Daniel Blood's uh, Twitter account, he, he kind of enjoys kind of, you know, making a little light of his name too. Cause I think at, at their recent homecoming game, or they had like a homecoming parade, and he made like a whole, made like a whole float to said like, you know, blood bank or something like that. And he yeah. was dressed up as a doctor and stuff like that. So yeah, he seems to have a, he seems to have a lot of fun with it and everything, but yeah, um, he's probably one to keep an eye on just because Missouri did recently offer him in the, at the end of September and he was on campus unofficially uh, during the summer. So um, he said he really likes Missouri, talks to coach Peeler a lot. Um, he's kind of a very, I mean, he's really a dynamic, I mean, he's really a dynamic athlete, dynamic football player. I think he's got like 13 touchdown catches so far this year. He's really good at punt returns too. I think he's got four return touchdowns. 
Um, and, you know, he said that's what Peeler likes about him, just his playmaking ability, uh, not only as a wide receiver, but um, but in the punt return game as well. And he plays basketball, too. He's also a uh, he's also a uh, triple jump state qualifier in Louisiana as well. So he's a pretty dynamic okay. athlete. And a kid, I mean, not the biggest guy ever, you know, six foot, 175. Like, it kind of seems to me that's the profile of, of the Mizzou receivers the last couple years, just more smaller, quicker guys as, as opposed to having that, you know, that Towski Dove kind of kind of b- bigger build. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like they're trying to just turn in towards speed guys, you know, smaller guys that can kind of, uh, you know, create plays in space and you can get the ball to them really quick and just kind of let them do the thing, you know, do their thing with the ball in their hands. So that kind of seems to be uh, where they're kind of going towards in terms of uh, pass catchers and, and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, he, he kind of fits that bill, you know, in terms of being kind of a smaller, speedy, speedy guy that's got uh, tremendous athleticism and obviously he can jump. I mean, triple jumps. Right. I mean, to say qualifying triple jumps pretty impressive, you know, whether that whether that uh, equates to vertical uh, jumping ability, we'll see. But yeah, I would I would like to see a kid do that, like go on a fly pattern and then he catches the ball and then he just triple jumps into the triple end zone. Ju- That'd be cool. <laughs> but just so, don't flip, man. You'll get a flag for that. OK, so, you know, fair, fair. Yeah. Don't take your helmet <laughs> off either. It can lose you a football game. That's uh, right. Well. <laughs> well, you, if, unless you want to do it after the game, you know, in terms of Michigan right. State doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, that can lose you a scholarship. Uh, right. It, Kyle wants to know any theory on why there have been so many more under-the-radar <clears throat> recruits this year. I mean, without being too negative, I think it's just because they missed on more of their top targets than they've missed on the first couple of years, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you you kind of going through that wave of, you know, hey, these summer, these guys that we targeted during the summer, we didn't get them. So now we're going to target some new guys in the fall. So, you know, it's really a, about them. It's kind of like evaluating film. And, and obviously they knew about blood in the summer because he came in for, a, for an unofficial visit. So, they, you know, they were on his radar. You know, I think they just kind of wanted to see more film from him his senior season and just see if he, you know, could be like an SEC caliber player. And obviously they really, really liked what they've seen from him. And, and uh, they gave him a extended him an offer in September. So yeah, you're kind of seeing that, you know, during the summer, it's almost like you know you got waves of, you know, you got waves of recruiting and and kind of who your top targets are. And once you kind of get past the summer, if you don't get your top targets in the summer, or they decide to move on other places, then you got to start looking other places as well. And that's what you know, evaluating film and going out and seeing these kids play whenever you can kind of comes into play. So, yeah, I mean, maybe the term under the radar, true, but, uh, I mean, in Missouri's coaches' eyes, they, they think they're SEC-level type players. So, Right. Um, the the one other thing I I had thought about, uh, I saw this morning, offensive line kid named, I believe it's Devin Vass. Right. Uh, he had, had gotten an offer from Missouri a few weeks ago, committed to Kansas State this morning. Where are we at offensive line-wise? Like, do you think, you, do you think it's back transfer portal at this point? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've talked about uh, Jaden Hobson, the Southern Miss commit. Oh, uh, right, he, right. He recently came in for a visit, and we did a story on him. He really likes Missouri. Uh, kind of interesting to maybe see. I know he mentioned Mississippi State as the team that's showing him some interest. So, I mean, if you know, Mississippi State offers him, he's, you know, that might be a, kind of a little bit of a game changer because he's from Alabama. So, it's a little bit closer, but. Um, you know, he's one that kind of wanted to keep an eye on, but yeah, we kind of mentioned this, uh, last week's, uh, last week's video. Yeah. 
probably going to be a transfer, you know, maybe, maybe get another guy from the, from the high school ranks, uh, you know, and then maybe, you know, dip into the portal and see what you can find there in terms of getting an experienced guy to come in. So, yeah. Um, Ostock asks, which Mizzou program gets the next five-star player, <laughs> basketball or football? I mean, I think the chances are better in basketball. I, I don't I don't know. Like, I'd have to look at the 2024 class. I mean, Ryan Wingo, I think, is currently a five-star. We don't really think Missouri's got a great shot there. Right. Um, so I'd have to look. Maybe there's some kid I'm I'm skipping past in the 2024 class, but I don't know of one offhand. Yeah, I mean, I think just in terms of next year's class, you know, Wingo's probably your best bet. I mean, you, you might, <laughs> you know, and don't mean to – no mean to step on a, a sore subject here, but you know, Impimba was back on campus recently, but we don't think he's coming to Missouri. Right. I think he was just coming to check out Georgia again, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. But, uh, but yeah, Ringo's probably your best bet. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of things about you know him like Notre Dame, and now I think there's, I think people put on the board that there's like been a prediction to him for him to go to Tennessee because he was just recently there. Of course, Tennessee is having a great year and hey, those mm-hmm. the, that wide receiver looks really good for them. So, right. you know, who doesn't want to play in that offense if you're a pass-catching wide receiver? <laughs> yeah, that that's an interesting point, actually. Like, that could be a problem for Missouri, I think, if with Josh Heupel, with that offense up and going, like, look, I, I'm, I don't think Josh is going to have Tennessee number two in the country every year or anything, but receivers – that's pretty attractive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for him to be able to do it on the SEC level and, and to put up the kind of points and the kind of offense that they're doing, I mean, and, you know, Hyatt's got, what has he got, 12 touchdown catches or something, something like that. that. It's yeah. just something crazy. Um, so, I mean, they've got Hooker, obviously. I don't know if he's going to be there next year, but they've got a five-star quarterback coming in. Uh, you know, I don't think, you know, getting quarterback commits – Getting high, getting high profile quarterback prospects to come into that offense is is going to be easy, and so will you know wide receiver prospects that are highly rated as well. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll put we'll put a list together in the chamber like we always do of kids we are expecting to be in town this weekend for the Kentucky game. On one hand, you know I would think you would like to have uh, some kids in, but there's two problems. First of all. It's supposed to rain most of the day. And mm-hmm. second of all, a lot of these kids are now into into playoff games, right. you know, uh, which probably start on Friday night, 11 a.m. game the next morning. That, that's going to be kind of tough for a lot of these kids to to play a game Friday night, get down here Saturday morning. And then, by the way, most of them are probably turning around, you know, five days later and playing another playoff game. So they probably want to rest up and, and things like that. So I, I'm not sure what to think. I I think this might be a little bit lighter visit weekend than some we've seen in the past. Yeah, I think so. And you bring up a good point in terms of just everybody's playoff, you know, season kind of starting. I think you're probably going to see a lot of local kids. I know, I know Tion Gray, the Hazelwood Central yeah. uh, kid from 2024 class. It's, you know, on Missouri, you know, one of Missouri's targets. Uh, he's coming in. I think, uh, I think his teammate that they haven't offered is coming in too. He's a 2024 kid. But, uh, yeah, you'll probably see, like, some local in-state kids probably come. And, that, I mean, I, I would say that would probably be about it. But we'll see. You know, we'll have a complete list on the chamber and and kind of kind of go from there. And whoever's in town that's kind of notable, we'll, we'll catch up with them afterwards. So We will. Uh, I may not do my sideline. If it's raining, that may cut into my ability to walk down on the sideline. I'm, I don't know, Sean. I'm not <laughs> super dedicated sometimes, man. 
there are these things called ponchos, and they do have hoodies. You can put those on, and you can be a dedicated Power Mizzou contributor and get on the sidelines and get some names for us. I mean, I mean, I could. I, I also could not, though. You could also that's get a, a high, that's an option. You could also get a high powered telescope and just do all this from the press box. I mean, <laughs> that's fair. Depends I, on I don't how know. much depends on how much money you want to spend. Poncho versus high powered telescope. <laughs> yeah, look, my my uh, the name tags are big, but I'm not sure I could read them from the from the press box. To be quite honest with you, uh, <laughs> the spam account wants to know when. And Sean actually should should know this. You're kind of involved in this process now. This. When does Rivals start to reevaluate rankings? Curious about Jamal Roberts. Who, you know, could he be a four star? Um, it could be. I don't know. Uh, that's that's definitely not going to be up to me. But yeah, we're going to uh, Rivals will reevaluate rankings. Um, later this month actually so and uh, i think we'll release it i think that's when we're going to have discussions and then i think they're going to be released in december so the re-rankings for the 23 class yeah curious if there's anybody on that commitment list that that you think i mean i'll be honest i don't see any of the kids that are two or three stars right now outside of maybe roberts as a kid that i think is generating enough buzz that that you look at could move up i I think a bigger concern might actually be, you know, does Logan Reichert or does Jabari Johnson hang on to those four stars? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not involved in this process at all. That's just kind of my thought from from looking through the commitment list. From my uh, unclad, you know, my uh, rookie evaluation <laughs> handling of the uh, uh, rankings process. I th you know, I think with Riker, there, are, there is a little bit of a concern that I don't think he'll drop from the four star, but I think he'll drop. He, you know, maybe he can drop yeah. out of the top 250. I don't know. You know, uh, that, like I said, ultimately, those are not really my decisions. I do have a little bit of input, but that's not even my area. <laughs> Every, everybody, if anything happens to Missouri commitments, <laughs> at Sean underscore. <laughs> I don't even know your Twitter handle. Negative uh, at uh, <laughs> Rivals Clint. <laughs> that's who you want to talk to. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, Riker might move down the top 250. I don't know if he would drop out. Gabari, right. you know, here's the thing about Gabari Johnson. I don't think he has anything to worry about. I mean, that dude's putting up some massive numbers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he doesn't pass the ball a lot, but, you know, you don't have to when you go 9 of 11 for 238 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, that's, he's doing – That's efficiency. Yeah, And he's rushing for, you know, almost 100 yards and at least a score every game too. So, I mean, that dude's just tearing it up. I don't know what the level of competition he's playing up there, but, I mean, the dude's tearing it up. He looks like a four-star up there in the Northeast. So, I mean, in the Northwest. North, so, what, North what does it matter? Yeah, yeah sorry, man. I'm, I'm from Kentucky. Right. I don't know my geography. <laughs> that's, that's all right. All right. So, uh, look, I do have something to do at three o'clock. So, this is going to be a little bit shorter show than usual. But I want to finish it up this way. Ben Hauser says, Are we going to hit it big in this year in the transfer portal? So, let's just go through yes, no, and a number. I want to <laughs> go through every position on, on the roster. Quarterback. Missouri take a transfer quarterback this year? I say yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, it seems <laughs> seems to be drinks mo, right? <laughs> right, right. I, it seems to be everybody's mo at this yeah. point. To be honest, uh, I mean, if there's look, if there's one that's hit the portal and they have a lot of starting experience, yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of like quarterback with starting experience, uh, offensive line, defensive lineman with starting experience. Yeah, I mean, program's going to be all over those guys. Yeah. 
Uh, running back, you think you think Portal there? I guess it would really depend on who comes back. Yeah, I mean, I would think at this point, Nate Pete's probably done. Uh, I would think Cody Schrader's going to come back because I don't think he's an NFL guy. Um, Tavoris Jones is there. Kind of hard to see BJ Harris sticking around because he's really hasn't played. Mm. You know, Elijah Young. We'll see. Um, I, I feel like they could use a body there, maybe, uh, yeah, depending, I'm, like you said, on what happens. Right. Um, yeah, I think if Pete's gone, they'll definitely kind of look around for sure. Right. Offensive line, we know they they need a transfer. Uh, right. Wide receiver, I would think no. Yeah, I would think no on this too. But, you know, you, know, you never know who's going to pop get, in there. Right. I guess it kind of depends on who shows up. Yeah. Um, tight end. Yes, like five of them. <laughs> I mean, seriously? I mean, they brought one in last year. I know. They but... need to bring in a better one this year. Uh, defensive line, this one's impossible because they got so many dudes that could stay or go yeah. that that I don't even know. Um, I, I'd say, I'd I, say I, at least one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was looking last week. I said I think they'd maybe take a transfer linebacker. Even though they got some young guys, Damian Wilson, Zach Lovett, Xavier Simmons, Carmichael Glass will be coming back off injury. Mm-hmm. I think Tyron Hopper goes pro. And especially if Chad Bailey leaves, I think you need one. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah. And then secondary kind of seems like offensive line. I don't know. They take a transfer secondary player like every four weeks. So I assume they'll take another one. Yeah. And I mean, you're looking at this year's class, they've got uh, three commitments so far. I mean, they're definitely going after another one uh, and maybe another, maybe two more. I mean, we just don't know. Right. So, yeah, I mean, but if there's one out there that's good and you got a good relationship with them and you, you know, you've recruited them in the past and you think they can contribute. I mean, yeah, you're probably going and grab at least one. Yeah. Um, no transfers into or out of Power Mizzou that we know of. Sean and I, I think, as at least unless Sean tells me differently in the next 10 seconds, we'll be back here next Tuesday uh, doing this show again. I'll be with Gerard <laughs> Hamilton talking a little Mizzou football tomorrow afternoon, 2.30, 3 o'clock, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, if you are looking to pay attention, Sean, this is about to be a professional transition. If you're looking to transfer your insurance, you might want to do that to – James Carlton State Farm in Webster Groves, Missouri. If you live in Missouri or Illinois, James wants to talk to you and see if he can save you a little money on your life, car, uh, home insurance. Just give him a call at 314-961-4800. You can find him on the web at carltoninsurance.net. They've got some good stuff for teen drivers. uh, And like I said, life insurance, home insurance, whatever it is, might just be able to save you a little money. So, If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, James Carlton State Farm. And once again, don't forget, if you mention Power Mizzou, when you talk to somebody in James's office, he's going to donate $20 to Mizzou's NIL Collective with every quote that he gives out. So uh, I don't know, Sean, abbreviated edition, anything we missed? No, I mean, that's why you're the uh, most wanted man on the radio. Those transitions right there was just absolutely perfection. So. Yeah, I'll, pr- I'll probably be offered another job very quickly. So. Oh, so you're going to enter the transfer portal? <laughs> I mean, jeez. We'll, we'll keep you posted. I still plan gonna, to be here next. 
next I'm going to announce my intentions to enter in December 5th. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. We'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on it, man. All so, right. uh, until December 5th, we'll keep doing this every Tuesday. Appreciate you guys watching. If you watch live, uh, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on the podcast, leave a nice comment. However you hear it, watch it, whatever you're doing, uh, share it on social media, let people know what we're doing, get a few more eyeballs and ear holes on the show. We appreciate that. And we'll talk to you next week.